it's full of things we can love at the expense of our relationship with Jesus. Success, money, status, or accomplishments can become the things we value above all else. We need to make the conscious decision to love what matters most in our lives by giving all of our time, energy, and affection to Jesus. Let's talk about it today. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Venture Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. Hey, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Uh, I know several of you download it every week, and I appreciate your support by doing that. Uh, there's a couple things that you can uh, do to help us, uh, especially you love listening to this podcast and you get some value from this podcast. Um, we would we need your help getting it to other people that could value from it as well. And there's a couple ways you can do that. The main one is you can share and share and share and share it, right? Just um, let people know about our podcast. The other thing you can do is make sure you um, make comments in our podcast and things so people can see that, reviews, so people will see that what you're getting out of it so that maybe they'll get something out of it as well. Um, then the next thing we, can, we need your help with is just pre-praying for our ministry here. Uh, through this podcast at uh, Adventure Podcast because um, we are reaching people all over this world and you never know how um, God is affecting uh, somebody, some individual through the words that we share in our podcast. So be praying for that opportunity to happen and that God will um, will intervene, right? And, and do his do his thing as we call it, right? So, and then the last thing you can help is by um, donating uh, your finances to help us. And I know that seems um, like, why do they always ask for money? Well, it takes money, unfortunately, to keep these things going. And so we could use your help just by giving a little, a lot, uh, whatever you can do, whatever's put on your heart, whatever God leads you to give to help further this ministry, uh, to keep it going and, and things like that would be greatly appreciated. And if you wait till the end of this podcast, uh, we'll give you a place where you can go and give. Um, and would love for you guys to do that. Or if you just go on to our podcast and there's a link attached to where you downloaded the podcast as well. All right. So let's, let's dive in because we're coming to the end of our series collide. Uh, in week number one, we laid the foundation of standing firm in our faith as the world attempts to convince us of a different value system. Week two, we talked about the importance of allowing God to transform our, our minds, and then from there, our lives, right? Starts with our minds. Uh, last week, we spoke about receiving truth from God's word while both holding on to it and giving it away at the same time, right? That, that kind of that oxymoron uh, thing. So today, as we close out our uh, podcast series, I believe standing firm in our faith has to include a most important four-letter word, and that word is love, L-O-V-E. We have to love what matters most, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, to love what matters most. But before we dive in today's, to today's topic, let's, let's dive into our scripture for the series. It comes from Colossians 2, verse 8. We've read it every single week, 
Um, we've been reading every through this whole series through the uh, NLT, the New Living Translation. And so we're going to continue doing that as well. Here's what Colossians 2, 8 says again. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. I want to ask you a question as we kind of dive in. Uh, how many of you in the past or in recent times had to tell someone no for something that you wanted to do because you chose to spend time with a loved one, right? Like you said, no, somebody asked you to do something. You said, no, I want to spend time with, you know, so-and-so, a loved one, maybe my wife, a friend, whatever, right? Okay. Now, the next question I want to ask is, and this may or may not get you in trouble, but did you choose to spend time with your loved one because you really wanted to get to know and love them more, or did you do it because you just wanted to stay out of trouble, right? For example, you know, like, well, I, I, I can't go. My, I know you want me to go golfing with you, but I know my wife will get mad, and I told her I'd spend some time with her, so I better go spend some time with her. I won't get in trouble, right? <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> so I think we do that, so we got to be careful. But where I'm going with that is because similar to that, the Bible talks seriously about the importance of choosing to spend time with God in order to grow in our love of God. Because as we do, we will be drawn closer to God rather than the things of this world. So, something to ponder as we, we go through our, our, our topic today is, are you diving into God's word to know and love him more, or are you just reading it because that is what Christians are supposed to do? In other words, are you just reading it because, well, Pastor Dan's been challenging us, right, to read the Bible every day, you know, or I know as a Christian, we have to read the Bible, you know, so I better do my reading for the day, Right. Or are you doing it because you want to know and love him more, okay? So turn with me to 1 John chapter 2, 15 through 17. And in there, this is John writing, and here's what he has to say about this. This comes from 1 John, again, chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. Here's what it reads. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you not, do not have the power. I'll, I'll spit it out. You do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. John talks about a craving here in this passage. He says, we are tempted to crave the things of this world. So this brings us to the question of today, okay? It is how do we love what matters most, right? We know we're supposed to love what matters most, but how do we love what matters most? And I believe the first step to loving what matters is this. We, are, we need to correct the crave. We have to correct the crave. We, we have already highlighted different worldly desires in this series, but John names cravings that have to do with our flesh. For example, he says things like physical pleasure, and maybe you can relate with this one immediately. You, you know you are tempted to keep going back to the same website that fulfills you. Or you are tempted to respond to, to a lustful feeling that comes your way every time you start scrolling through Instagram or any other social media platform, right? The desire for physical intimacy and connection are not wrong desires. However, John says we are often tempted to fulfill these desires in the wrong places, right? 
we find them in the wrong places. So he next lists out a craving for everything we see around us. Another way to say this would be the lust of the eyes, right? Many things in this world look glamorous to us at first glance, but 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 you, for you, maybe your desire is to be famous, right? To have many people know your name, right? In fact, there was a time that I wanted to be famous. I, I wanted to be a famous singer, <laughs> okay? Uh, there are two reasons I never pursued that dream, and the first one is I can't sing. I'll just be real honest. I cannot carry a tune. Now, I will sing. Uh, I won't sing good, but I will sing, <laughs> okay? But I would really like to be able to sing well, but God did not bless me with an angelic voice, okay? The second reason is because I think it would probably turn out, you know, something like one of those infomercials where it just looks really cheesy, really cringy, um, you know, where they sing multiple songs and it just doesn't come out that way, right? That That's how famous, <laughs> that's how my... F- you know, my, my glory would be, my, my fame would be, right? It'd be known for something like that, just really cringy and really bad. So can you, I hope somebody can relate to me on that. But anyway, as I was pondering being famous, I did, I did come to the conclusion that, that fame only looks glamorous before someone has it, right? You know, take Justin Bieber, for instance, okay? Now, you may or may not like him. I get it. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of everything he does. There's a few things I like. But, but overall, um, maybe not the best influence, but, but that's not the point here is what I'm trying to get at is everybody young and old knows Justin Bieber or heard of Justin Bieber, right? And we all know he's famous. He's very rich. Uh, all those things, right? Well, he cannot even leave his house without being photographed and stormed by fans, right? I mean, he's, he's got paparazzi everywhere. He's got fans trying to cling to him, probably has 12 stalkers at one time, right? <laughs> uh, and this, this kind of lifestyle is not what it seems from our point of view, is it? Because we look at it and go, ooh, I'd love to be like Justin Bieber, have money and all the fame and everything, but we forget the other piece of it, the bad stuff on the other side. And you see, God knows once we get things like fame, status, glory, all that stuff, right? Ultimately, they will not satisfy or fulfill us, right? But the good news is they were never made to do that, okay? There was only one thing made to satisfy our craving for deep abiding intimacy and connection, and that is the love of God. I think God wants to correct your crave. He wants you to hunger after something more than this world could give you, and that's his love. And this leads us up to step number two on how to love what matters most, Okay, it's find God's love, right? It's common sense right there, right? Right. If that's what we're supposed to have is God's love, then we need to find God's love. See, in uh, in First John, elsewhere in First John, the Bible tells us that God is love. Okay, when we find God, we find true love. Okay, so let's take a look at that verse we we read a few moments ago. We we have to pay attention to how John ends this section. He says, "The things of the world, even the world itself, will one day fade away." right? And and if you were to look it up in other um, translations, that word fade might say passed away or disappeared or died. They all mean the same thing, okay? So whatever words you come across in whatever translation, they all mean the same way. In other words, they're going to go away, right? They're going to be gone. 
And, and to close out his teaching, John says, but anyone who does what pleases God will live forever, which is fantastic, right? So we want to please God so that we will live forever, not live forever like on this earth, but live forever and have an eternity with, with Jesus Christ, right? With God. And so I want us to let these words sink in for a moment, okay? Listen to these words again. Everything in this world one day will all fade away, right? Everything in this world will one day fade away. And, and to kind of help you with this, to understand that is take things like your job, money, um, school, sports, electronics, uh, relationships, friendships, right? Family, all that stuff will one day be gone, right? It'll fade away. It'll pass away. It'll disappear, right? We know it will. But what we've learned over the, over the last few weeks of talking through uh, about God's word is it never goes away, right? We've been talking about that. In fact, God's word will never disappear. In fact, turn with me to Luke 21, 33, if you can. I'd love for you to look at this today. Otherwise, you can just listen. It's one verse, Luke 21, verse 33. Here's what it says. Heaven and earth will disappear, right? Heaven and earth, everything that we can see will disappear, but my words will never disappear. By the way, that's straight from Jesus. Those are words written in red in scripture, okay? So God is saying that everything will disappear, but his words will not, right? All throughout the Bible, God shows us how to live as he desires us to live. The things that we are to say, the way the ways we are to act, and it all comes down to the love we are to show those around us. The world's love is what I call um, conditional, right? It's conditional love, uh, and it basically means that, that you are only showing love to those who you believe deserve it. For instance, those who are in your family, right? Mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, right? Okay. Maybe those who agree with you on certain topics, on to you know certain things like um, lean, lean with you on with your view of abortion or your politics, Republican or Democratic or or whatever, right? Okay. Maybe those uh, there's those who help you or those who you would consider friends of yours, right? Your acquaintances, maybe your best friend, those types of things. Those are the people you're going to love, right? But Okay, but as soon as someone wrongs you or says something rude to you or causes you pain in some way, they are no longer worthy of love, right? Like, you, you know, at least according to the world's love. Like, for example, like if mom and dad say, hey, um, you know, you got to come home early tonight. You're like, oh, mom, I don't love you anymore, that type of thing. Or if mom won't let you borrow money as an adult, well, you don't love me, mom, you know, or whatever, right? But God wants to rewrite the narrative of love. His love is unconditional. And here's how I know it's unconditional. None of us that are listening to this podcast today, or my, even myself, deserves to be loved by God. And I know this because in Romans 3.23, Paul tells us we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Right? We have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Even, this, even with this being true, God decided to show us love, grace, and mercy because we are his children, right? God has already made the decision to love you and me. The only question left is, will you make the decision to love him back? Will you make that decision 
to love him back. And so this brings us to uh, the third step on how to love what matters most, okay? And that is, it's a daily decision. Many people believe once you pray the sinner's prayer and invite Jesus to be the king of your heart and your life, um, you are good to go, which I believe you're, you are saved, okay? And I don't, want you to, I don't want this to be misunderstood here, okay? I believe that is true, that God is, and you're good to go in that sense. But, or however, you know, however you want to look at it, I, I want us to understand that the decision to follow Christ with our lives has to be made every single day, okay? Like, like to follow him, right? Not to have him within our heart and then boom, we're done. We don't have to do anything more and go back to what we were doing, right? Does that make sense? We have to make a decision to follow Christ uh, every single day because every day we, we will be confronted with many worldly temptations to give our lives to something else or to someone else, right? And John knew that we would be confronted with these, and Jesus himself knew we'd be confronted with these, but he gave us his word as a guide. And here are the questions we have to ask ourselves each and every day if we want to make a decision to follow Christ every day. The first one is, do the decisions I make align with the word of God, right? Do the decisions I make align with the word of God? Am I using scripture to make sure I'm doing the right things, okay? The second one is, do my actions reflect I am a disciple of Christ, right? Actions speak louder than words. So are my actions showing that I am a disciple of Christ? Because I could say all I want, but if I don't act it or show it, nobody's going to see it, right? God sent his one and only son into the world to redeem the world. And you could say that Jesus was sent on a collision course with the world, right? Because we know when he came, the world changed, right? It was boom, here I am. Here's how it's going to change, and here's what's going to happen. But ultimately, his desire, as we see in 2 Peter 3, 9, is this, right? The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understood slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance, right? Come to, to know him as Lord and Savior. But we so easily go astray, and we get distracted, Right? Because the negative and lifeless messaging of the world is insistent, pervasive, and seductive. Right, It's fun. It's attractive. Right, But I believe we are able to make a conscious, conscious decision each day to say no to the things of this world and say yes to the love of God and the things of God. And we will be able to live that fruitful and abundant life that Jesus came to bring us according to John 10.10. Right? If we will invest in the word, in the fellowship, in Christ-centered teaching, in prayer, then we can renew our minds with the things of the kingdom of God. When you find the world's values collide with the kingdom values in your life, will you make the decision to choose the path of Christ? Right? When the world collides with each other, with God's kingdom and our, and our world's values, when they collide in your life, Will you make the decision to choose the path of Christ? I hope you will, because it's going to make a long-term effect in your life, right? Now, if to help you, here are some minor adjustments that you can make in your life right now that will may have major consequences uh, one, two, three, five, ten years from now, okay? This will help you um, as you make minor adjustments in your daily life to make major have major consequences, right? Here's, here's a couple of them, right? Daily time in the Word, right? Reading Scripture every day. Because if you don't know the Word, you can't share the Word, right? 
joining a life group or small group, however your church does that, okay? Um, that's important. You might be like, well, that's just a church thing. No, it's not. Jesus himself was in a life group, him and 12 others, right? It was a life group, okay? Serving at church. Serve at your church. Serve at your church. Serve at your church. Well, Dan, and I serve other places. Serve at your church as well then, okay? Your church needs your help. It needs help to reach people as new people come, right? Okay? Spending time with a mentor. That's great for new and old Christians, okay? Uh, especially new, though, get with some mentor that help you along the way because we get so easily distracted when we, we become a brand new Christian because, uh, you know, the world's going to be after us even more than we thought, okay? We think it's less, but it's actually more, right? And that kind of leads us to an accountability with others. Make sure you hold each other accountable, right? Again, we're not an army of one. We're an army of many. So help each other out. Hold each other accountable. Uh, cutting off destructive habits and tendencies, Okay. We have to get rid of our, our, our habits that we have that are keeping us away from our relationship with God, that distract us, you know, like, like our TVs and our phones and things like that, okay? Um, here's another one that people struggle with. It's our schedules. Our own schedules that we create distract us and take us away from knowing and loving God more. And what I mean by that is our jobs, you know, well, I got to work on Sundays. Well, I understand that that job wants you to work on Sundays, then go find a new job. You know, just don't quit it and then go say, well, I got to find a job. No, go search for one, you know, find something that works out for you so you can go to church and be around um, and get to know God, right? Um, sports, oh my gosh, sports takes away from everything. Uh, kids sports take us away from everything revolving around church. But, but anyway, the list could go on and on and on, right? But the point is, and I'll, and I'll leave with this today and close out this series uh, with this. There is space for you in the kingdom of God. No matter what you do, there is space for you in the kingdom of God. And any time, any place, uh, anywhere, you know, no matter what, what's going on in your life, there is space for you in the kingdom of God. But will you make space for the kingdom in you. That's the life choice that you have to make. Will you make space for God's kingdom in you? Thanks for uh, joining us for this series uh, called Collide. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, man, I've just been praying for you as the series been been going on. I've had a lot of comments, a lot of, a lot of questions, good stuff about the series. So I, I know it's been uh, helpful for you. It's also been helpful for me personally. So thanks for joining us for this series uh, called Collide. Uh, hey, I, I just want to share with you, we will be off for the next two weeks. Uh, we will not have a podcast for the next two weeks, just so you know. We're not going away, I promise. Uh, but we will be kicking off a new series um, that um, I'm excited about. It's called The Always God. Okay. And uh, we'll be, I'm just taking a break for a couple of weeks, going to do some vacation time, different things. So would um, appreciate you guys uh, joining us when we kick off the new one. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast and Venture Ministries, or you'd like to help support us financially, please visit us at venturechurch.ch.